I mean, his biggest sin is that he's condescending. That's his biggest crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. condescending. But if you wore that suit, you would. You would actually, and if you had that head of hair, like the, the hair <laughs> and the suit. And everything. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast and welcome to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Better Call Saul is about to return for a final season, so today we're telling you why you really should be watching the show and we're also going to preview the upcoming season. And joining me to talk about all things Saul Goodman and Jimmy McGill, it's Dos Amigos del Cartel, it's Chris and Baba. <laughs> Great to finally be on the podcast. Yeah, finally. Chris, how was my Spanish? Uh, it's it's okay. I think your accent was pretty good. It, yeah. Uh, I'll allow it. And I think the cartel allows it as well. Oh, I hope. Oh, Jesus. I hope, I hope the cartel allows it. Um, yeah, so this is both of you first time on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Long time coming for both of you, actually. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about Better Call Saul all this episode. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we go into the big Jimmy McGill storyline, just a quick admin. We're in the middle of covering the current seasons of Moon Knight and Donna Glover's Atlanta, so feel free to check our feed for episodes on those shows. We're also going to be covering Better Call Saul Season 6 and Barry Season 3 weekly once they start dropping, so please look out for those. And if you don't want to miss any of our episodes, please just make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere else. Just YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And now we're also on YouTube, so please check that out. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were on YouTube. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, on YouTube now, I, 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 I'm I a YouTube person. I don't know if people wanted to see our faces for some unexplainable reason. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on YouTube, so please like and subscribe and just let people know about the podcast. Um, yeah, so, guys, I lied. This is this is a BoJack episode. This is a BoJack podcast. I'm up for it. I'm up for it, too. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I'll do that, too. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it, <laughs> you're probably the two people I know that I could probably say it's a better console episode and we do Bojack or vice versa like we just <laughs> just switch it I'll do a Bojack pod okay so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about why people should be watching better console so guys I apologize I lied in the title of this episode I said it's spoiler free there'll be spoilers but for this part we are going to be spoiler free we're going to tell you guys why you should be watching the show if you started watching this in season one, but you stopped, fair enough, but you really should be watching it now. So, um, yeah, let's start. I'll start with you, Chris. Why do you love this show? Why should people be watching this show? It's, it's, it's crazy. I mentioned like the, the whole thing where people stop watching in season one because I have so many friends that started watching the show when it came out. You know, the first two episodes came out mm-hmm. on the same day. And everyone watched it. I remember everyone watched it. Everyone was like, because everyone was on the hype from Breaking Bad. And people just dropped out of it. And I think it's one of the worst mistakes they've ever made in their life. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, such, it's such a good show. It's, it's so different than Breaking Bad, but like very similar mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to like explain. It's hard to sell it without spoiling it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would just say like, I don't know if I'm going to sell it right, but if you like a show where nothing happens, but at the same time, so much is happening, 
then watch Better Call Saul. I mean, everyone, once you just said, if you like a show that nothing happens, everyone just turned off like this. Turn off the podcast. I was like, no, that's it. I'm done. It's, oh, yeah, it's a really slow it. show. It's a really slow show. Mm-hmm. But in the in the best of ways, because every moment is like so character driven. I mean, every yeah. decision makes so much sense and involves the story in I, such a great way. I remember struggling with this season. I think it was season two. Or maybe it was season three. I can't, I can't really remember. But like, it was almost a chore. And I'm sure, like, if I, when I go back to watch this show as a whole, which I'm, I want to do very soon, like, I'll be like, oh, this season is incredible. What was I thinking back then? It's like Breaking Bad in my head before I went to rewatch Breaking Bad. Season one was a bad season. But then I went to watch it and I was like, season one is actually quite, it's better than most seasons of television are on right now. <laughs> like, I was like, this is actually quite good. It's one of the, one of the best pilots ever written. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, the that, pilot, yeah. the pilot yeah, is incredible. Excellent pilot. Um, and guys, yeah, there will be a lot of Breaking Bad love and on this on this podcast we're ready for that but about why should people watching this show why do you like this show without yeah without spoilers without spoilers um, i think i think it's just a, a great show i think the acting is great i think the director is great mm-hmm. i think just like breaking bad i think there's something about like uh, what's it called albuquerque that just the colors that just pop and things like that it makes it really like nice to watch but then the acting and everything is just just phenomenal i think i think what chris said about where like nothing happens it sounds bad but like it's actually yeah. really great that there's so much in like the moment uh, that that's happening behind the scenes like it's just like amazing to like watch and like um follow and i think if you're like a breaking bad fan then definitely just watch this because it provides like a lot of like you know color and context to some of the things that we then see mm-hmm. happening in uh, Breaking Bad, but that's because that's a prequel. But I think it also stands well on its own. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a, weird, there's a weird thing about it is that it's such a great show on its own, but it also complements Breaking Bad, like, so well. Like, mm-hmm. manages to do both of them at the same time. Um, but, yeah, and I think it's just nice to see, like, I guess, the transformation of characters. Prequels shouldn't work. At least in my head, like, on the face of it, a prequel shouldn't work because we know how the story is going to end. <laughs> we know what Saul Goodman is. We spent maybe five years with Saul Goodman. Like, we know. So, yeah. like, on the face of it, that should take away any tension in the show. Like, it's like, there's a list of of prequels that have just not worked, right? Like, it's not the first time. And even spin-offs and all this. Yeah. I went back to, because I haven't watched the show since, since it aired its final episode in 2020. And... I went back to rewatch like the last few episodes of season five before this podcast. In my mind, off the top of my head, the three best shows on TV are um, Better Call Saul, Succession, and Atlanta, right? And they're, they're three very different shows. And Succession is like a very well-written show, very well-performed show. Like the dialogue and all that is very good on Succession. But then I was watching Better Call Saul and I was like, oh, this is just like a very intricately crafted show. And you mentioned the directing, but it's like, this show moves like a Swiss watch. Obviously, look, but Wendekirk is great. Rhea Seon is, we're going to talk about Rhea Seon, trust me, is great on this show. The acting is really good. The writing is really good, as you know from Breaking Bad. But like, I think the director might be its forte here. Nobody does a montage better than like yeah. a Gilligan yeah. versus Gilligan. show. Yeah. Like a better console like Breaking Bad. Nobody does a montage better. And just the way they are able to, we'll talk about some of it later in the episode, but we're able to weave some storylines and things that were like random throwaway lines in Breaking Bad and then it become like important oh, yeah. things in the backstory yeah. of So Goodman. You're like, oh wow, these guys are just like operating on a different field. Um, I know you guys are like, oh, it's five seasons or whatever, but like, if you're not watching Break- Better Call Saul, and especially if you liked Breaking Bad, go watch Better Call Saul. Like, they give you payoffs for people that watch that like Breaking Bad, their, their cameos, their Easter eggs, and, and it's also just a really good show on its own. And it's, it's like, yeah. 
probably one of the last few shows like it. Um, and yeah, look, I don't think we have anything else we can say without spoiling it. So we're going to go into spoilers right now after this break. And we're back. And I think if you're still with us, then I assume that you are a better cause or fan and a reasonable member of society. So let's start with where we left off in season five. So where do you guys want to start? In Mexico or in or in New Mexico? I don't know. It, <laughs> I think we can start we can start in Mexico with let's, the whole, with the whole okay. thing. Yeah, um, not in Mexico. So something about you know, I never I normally don't like the Lalu type of character on TV shows. What, what, are, what do you mean by like? I think I know what you mean, but I want yeah. to do it. So I don't know if you guys watch Ozark, but I'm not going to spoil it. But in the final season of Ozark, that, or not the final season, like the first half of the final season that dropped earlier in the year, there's a Lalu type of character in the show. And it's usually someone that is connected to the, the cartel and is a bit hot-headed and is like yeah. kind of messing up the plans for our hero. I'm just like, I don't like this guy's really trying to make put things on a straight line and you're just coming to, and I usually don't like that character but I don't know if it's the writing or just the way Tony Dalton plays Lalo I'm just like I really like Lalo he can go from, from from laughing to shooting you in like a split second um what do you guys think of Lalo before we go into the fact that Gus apparently sent his best team <laughs> and, and then Lalo just kills all of them I don't really know how good that team is Gus like we need yeah, to we need to talk about it I like Lalo. I tell you, I tell you that now. You know, it's a, it's a very. I like, I like characters like him. You know, mm. it kind of reminds me of like, you know, uh, one of his characters that's like you know, obviously very bad and evil, but like he's also like you know friendly and chopsy. You kind of feel like if if you go on his good side, you could get along, you know, and you could like be like best friends or whatever. But like obviously, mm-hmm. he's, he's like a he's like a crazy guy, you know. Which yeah. Obviously, adds adds like more to the show. But I think, I think, I think I like him. You know, it's, a, it's like a good form. What do you think about that team that Gus sent? Do, do we think like we should have? <laughs> I think he should have better. I think he should have better them beforehand. They they didn't do it. Yeah. No, but like you can, it's like I I think it just shows what a powerhouse Lalo is mm-hmm. right. as yeah, a cool. character. Like you don't mess with him. And <laughs> I remember from is it? I might be wrong. Is it the first time we saw him was at the end of season four, right? Or at the beginning of season five? When, but you watched all think, the season I was, finales. I watched the finales. It was probably at, at the beginning of one of them, where he comes when uh, Nacho comes in and he's just season cooking or something. In his, yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Like his, <laughs> yeah. But then he did this thing where, like, he does like this crazy jump into like a vent or something. I haven't seen this episode, but like, it's all like in the in the same episode where you see him cooking and being like quite calm and like smooth. And then he does, like, yeah. this crazy stunt at the next bit to, like, try yeah. and do something. I mean, we know he's a Salamanca, so you're waiting for the yeah. other shoe to drop. Like, you know he has yeah. to be yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's a great character, and he just adds so much to, like, so much tension. Every scene he's in is so tense. Yeah, and he's so different from, like, Tuka, yeah. like, because Tuka is just crazy. Lalo is yeah. obviously smart. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm going to yeah, ask yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that one thing I was going to ask on this podcast, the Salamanca ranking. What we do? Like, who is the worst of them? 
worst in terms of like most vicious? I'm living in Vague for a very specific reason. Oh. We have Hector. We Wait, are only Tuka, three, right? We have Lala. Yeah, Hector, Tuka, and Lala. And the twins. Yeah. Unless they're counting the twins. <laughs> are the twins are, are the twins okay then twins are, are number yeah, one yeah yeah the twins are number one no matter what what your definition of worst is like the twins are just number one yeah. i think hector is the worst I... yeah hector right? really hector's a bit of an asshole yeah hector's a real piece of shit like... yeah. i might need to go back and rewatch the beginning of better Call. So i don't remember much of hector Tinker, Tinker just crazy lala's also just hector is just like wicked man like what he did to like not just that and it's like yeah like, yeah Taking over your like place, and it's like oh he has to have some money, and his dad is like I don't. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, I remember Hector doing that now. Yeah, and when he ended, oh it's a spoiler. No way, spoilers. But how he ended up like the the wheelchair, I was like yeah, he had it coming. You know, I felt I felt kind of bad for him before in Breaking Bad. You know, like oh I wonder how he ended up in this state. Oh yeah, um, poor old guy. Uh, but having watched this, I'm like nah man, he had it coming. You know, I don't think I don't think in general the Salamanca family are nice. Just yeah, they're not. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't really want to invite them over to the barbecue. Controversially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if like maybe who. <clears throat> I think I'll probably be. I'm trying to think who I would want to be friend. Like not want, but who would I accept being friends with? Probably Tuka because you can't. <laughs> like you can. You want to be mates with Tuka. <laughs> but you know, you know what you're getting into. But you have to hope that you're always on his good side with Lalo. Like, at least Tuko, you just know, like, yeah, you're always going to be crazy. I don't need to, like, gauge things. That's what you mean. Tuko, you know what you get it. Like, yeah, Lalo like, is just like, he could, he, could just, he could just switch. <laughs> um, over in New Mexico, it, it, it feels like Kim is becoming how version of Saul Goodman. Slipping Kimmy. Yeah, <laughs> slipping, <laughs> slipping Kimmy. Yeah, I mean... I think everyone's biggest fear going into the final season is that Kim dies. I, I, I would have thought that the show would do that earlier, but I feel like at this point, maybe they don't like, it feels like too much of a gut punch to do yeah. to kill Kim. But, but what do you think? It seems like you, you, still, you still believe that she's going to die. I still think she's going to die, man. You know, I think, uh, I think she's going to get caught up because she's never referenced in Breaking Bad like, mm-hmm. at all. Like, which is but she could leave. She could go to a different know, yeah, town. Yeah, you know, she leaves, gets the, what's the thing called? The, the vacuum service thing that they use to they want to change. Oh, yeah. Change their identity. She's probably used that. Or she's died. One of them. Like, she's not in New Mexico. That's for sure. That's oh, no, no. She's definitely not in New Mexico. Definitely not in New Mexico. See, I wouldn't oh, yeah. be surprised if she's 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 just there the whole time. Because we never see uh, Saul's home life. We never go to his house. We never see what he's doing after hours. After two report so it That's could true. be that that kim's kim's just there the whole time and then well we know he's okay. living alone as gene though true do we because we just see scenes of him actually just sitting down watching tv and like in the mall yeah we never really see much so it could be that kim is alive i don't know like i mean we i mean the they would have to like have to explain because everybody would be like oh where was she dream breaking bad and like oh like yeah. it would have to be explained in universe I hope she's alive. You know, we're very. I would be so sad if. She's yeah, alive. I don't. I, I feel like also. I think like because people have been theorizing that she will die since like season two. Yeah. I feel like now they can't do it because one is too much of a good punch, but also it's not as surprising anymore because everyone's expecting it. Yeah. The more surprising thing is if she survives. <laughs> yeah, it's also another thing. It's just like again, what I said about prequels not working because you know how it ends. But it's just like 
under things like you see Mike doing all these things for his um daughter in law and his granddaughter. And you're like you remember oh, how he no. ends? You remember how he ends oh, in Breaking Bad? Like yeah. he she, he ends up broke at the end of broke yeah. and he dies and it's just like oh this is this is so no. disastrous. Like yeah. this doesn't need to be yeah, like all for what? Man. Yeah. When I, because I forgot how Mike's story ended in Breaking Bad till I went back to rewatch Breaking Bad out of out of the Camino movie, and I was like, "Oh, this is also why is you actually an asshole? This is so terrible!" Like, yeah. just ah, I was like, "Oh, Mike, man, Mike." Let's weave a bit into the Breaking Bad timeline and try and make sense of it. Yeah. Oh, oh no 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 no! No, it wasn't me. It was Ignacio. He's the one. Oh no. Shut up! I just speak English. Lalo didn't send you? No, Lalo! Who? Season 5 of Better Call Saul is apparently set in 2004, which is four years before he will meet Walt and Jesse in 2008. Yeah. yeah. But then, the first episode that we meet Saul in Breaking Bad, when Walt and Jesse go to get him as a lawyer, Remember, if you guys remember, they capture him and then take him to the deserts with the whole yeah. grave the and everything. Ski, and the, then he says something the like, amazing, "The amazing ski masks." Yeah, the amazing ski masks. <laughs> Walter White's coffin betrays them. <laughs> but he says something along the lines of, "It wasn't me. It was Ignacio. The, La, the Lalo sent you. I'm a friend of yeah. the cartel. Something like that." Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. If that's four years apart, like what, what are we saying here? Are we saying like is Lalo still alive? Because I, I had a theory that like. Better course, like this part of season six, like part of it will be during the events of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Then maybe this last latter half will focus more on the sequel part, like when he's Gene after Breaking Bad, essentially. Yeah. Okay. But that's like that's a four year time jump. I don't know how they do that. I don't know if it's like. Yeah, it's that'd be hard to like pack. I think we'll get some of Gene though. I think we'll definitely get. Oh no, no! I think I think majority yeah. of the final half will be Gene. Like you yeah. know how majority of the final half of Breaking Bad was like him, in wherever he was, the icy place with yeah. beard and all that. Yeah. I think we'll get mm-hmm. lots of Gene. I think they're obviously building a story there. I think we'll do lots yeah. of Gene. Yeah. But it's like, how does the story just even enter Breaking Bad if Breaking Bad is four years away? Because Lalo, what he says could still be inter- interpreted that like Ignacio and Lalo are both dead. Yeah. But still, it's just like, well, Lalo can't send you if he's dead. And Lalo knows that it was Ignacio and Gus that tried to kill him. So he's not going to wait like four years to try and get revenge. It's just very confusing. You know, I, I, I trust this show. I trust that they will explain it when, like when we start watching the new season. I just don't know. It's just a bit confusing to me because I feel like it definitely has to tie into the Breaking Bad timeline. So I don't know. Do you guys have any theories? Oh, also they said Tuko, they said Tuko leaves jail like a year after the end of season five. Tuko is in, in this season though, no? He's in season six. Have you seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer, no. He's in the trailer. Yeah, I think it was. There's a time when... Oh, I, I mean, I intentionally stayed away from the trailer, so, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, 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 well, I guess, man. I don't know, I just, like... I like trailers, but sometimes when a trailer comes out too close to when the show or the movie is coming out, I just stay away. Fair enough. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen the trailer either. I'm I'm trying to stay away from trailers as well. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. They spoil too much. No. I feel like he was in the trailer, Tuco. Yeah, so that so if I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I feel like it no, was no, trailer. it's possible yeah. because I think because in season five, um, Lalo says that Tuko is leaving jail in eleven months' time. So if he's in the trailer for season six, that means could the show be taking a year jump, a like one year time jump? Could be. Yeah, I feel like there would be some sort of time jump. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
So it makes maybe Lalo is waiting a year before he takes his revenge. Yeah, because she told them, she told them to, you know, to say that the job was done. Yeah. So it's probably like plotting. Because mm-hmm. um, he probably wants to get Gus bad, you know, keep that element of surprise. Yeah. You know? I'm very intrigued to see like how it ties in. Like, I don't doubt that this show would do it well. I, this, all this is like the most obvious concern trolling. Like, I'm not even concerned that like <laughs> they're going to mess up. Like, I have no doubt no. that. That the show yeah. will make it worth it. I just, I'm just thinking out loud. Well, how they do it? Because remember, I remember because this relates to the question I want to ask you guys. So there are two questions actually. So remember when they first did the trailer that Gus was coming? So Gus and Los Poyos Hermanos. I was a bit worried. I was like, oh man, do you guys really want to do this? This could be like we've already, we've already seen Gus in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Do you actually guys show you want to do this? This could be bad. Like this could reduce the quality of the show. And then he came in and he was fucking phenomenal. So I was like. What do I know? This yeah. is why I don't write for Breaking Bad. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys have those fears as well? No. Or was I, it, were you always just confident? I always liked the idea that it's a whole world that has existed pre-Walter White. Mm-hmm. And you set it up and then Walter comes and like fucks everything up. I've loved that idea. Like, and I like seeing how all that world has been building. Like, you know, you get Mike going up in the world and Jimmy becoming Saul. And, and like all of Gus's relationship with the cartel and the Salamanca. So it's like this whole world is like set and it's going to be like, they're going to tie it like, this is, this is, look, look how nice this world is right now. Nice and like a <laughs> drug cartel yeah. in a way. Fucking Walter White, man. Yeah. And then Walter comes up, comes in and be like, he was, it's a minigun. I mean, I know he had cancer in his lungs, but he was such a cancer to the world. Like he just came and just destroyed everyone's life. He made everyone yeah. worse for knowing him. Everything. Oh my God, yeah. Walter White. Literally everyone in the show was worse because of him. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Walter White. Like, who? I mean, I guess his family had money. But that's just it. But they were still like, yeah, that was no... But they hated him, though. Yeah, and it wasn't worth <laughs> it. Like, do, everybody yeah. thought they were in on it. It's just like, Walter White, man. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I had those fears as well, though. But I, I, did, I didn't really mind. I liked, you know, I liked the idea, like like Chris said, of like a, like a universe. I liked the spin-offs. Mm-hmm. I liked the running into the characters that you've seen from other places. Like, every time I saw, like, a single character that's been Breaking Bad, I was so happy. I mean, we saw Tuco in, like, episode one. Or was it episode two? We saw Tuco. Yeah. I was episode, like, whoa, that's Tuco. Like, I was happy. Episode yeah. ends with Tuco. Yeah. yeah. So the twins. We saw Lydia, the lady that Walter killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Hank, Hank has been in it as well, right? Hank has been in it. Yeah, Hank and his partner yes. waiting for, like, yeah. an episode. Yeah. That was that was cool. That was cool to see them. But at that point, I, yeah. we had seen Gus. So like, I was like, whoever you want to give me, yeah, give yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay. Uh, that leads me to my second question. Would you guys want to see Walt and Jesse in the final season of the show? Uh, no, yeah, ask it. No. Nah, no. I think that kind of detracts it. Yeah, because, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I, I don't want to see them either. So, okay, that's fine. I mean, it's, part it's... of me deep down would like to see it, but part of me is like, no, that's too much. You know, that's like, I just, like, this just does do well on its own. Yeah. Having, like, bit part characters or, like, the side characters, I think that's fine. But, like, bringing, like, the two main guys, yeah. you know, that's a bit too far for me anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. it's been so long as well. It's been so that. long as well. Like, it's, it's like... like yeah. I can't forgive this show. Like, I think it's one of the only shows that I watch, and the characters look visibly older than what they do in than how they do like in the future. Yeah. In Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine with it. It doesn't matter. It's so good. Fine. But <laughs> I think 
well and jesse would really take me out mm-hmm. and I, I think it was it was on the verge of like being okay spoilers for el camino at the end of el camino yeah that was on the verge of like being okay because i was like yeah that's not obviously jesse doesn't look 20 anymore yeah like, <laughs> i mean i like i liked it in camino i have to be honest like because also it was just a big surprise nobody in the world knew that was happening like yeah like yeah. no one knew the way been yeah. shooting mm-hmm. i mean look it's breaking bad aired in 2008 and it's 2022 yeah. so that's 14 years so mike is playing someone that was meant to be younger than <laughs> he was in 2008 14 years later like like it's giving like yeah. it's it's very like Robert De Niro and the Irishman kind of like kicking somebody on the on the side <laughs> of the road kind of thing. But like you're right, I just like I don't care. I no, I, no. I, I, this is not real life. I know what filmmaking is, and I'm I'm accepting it because like yeah, I yeah. Still, everything around it is so much better. But with you guys though, I wouldn't want to see. <sighs> Let me just say, if it was my decision, I wouldn't put Jesse and Walt in the show. But if the show decided to do it, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt until it messed up. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Say what, what I, I like as a good compromise. It was like just a bit back on you. Like 10 seconds, 15 seconds later, I'll take that. You know, like not them having like a whole, you know, scene or something. Yeah, like a whole episode. Yeah, no. Okay, so what, hmm. So what if Walt, no Walt, sorry. So what if Saul creates his office? He has Hill doing security. I mean, we haven't been talking about Hugh. Like, every appearance by Hugh right. is incredible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. MVP. MVP. Yeah. MVP. So, but what if uh, there's someone in the lobby that is meant to be Jesse Pinkman, but we don't see Aaron Paul's face? So, like, you get, like, the clothes. Is that not enough? That's enough for me. I, I, I take a crumb. <laughs> take a crumb, but you don't want the whole, you don't want the whole slice, just a crumb of the... Yeah, just a crumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a very, it's a balancing act, and I'm sure I hope the show would, would be able to balance it. Um, who doesn't leave the show alive? So obviously we're all on defense on Rhea Sion. Um, Rhea Sion's Kim. Yeah. yeah. But I think, unless I'm wrong, I think we can all agree that like Ignacio is, is not surviving this show. No, I think Nacho's gonna... Wait, who? Nacho. Yeah. There are too many cards stacked against him. Like, he, I, do, I do not see how yeah. he survives. I think he would have, if, if he would survived, he would have been in Breaking Bad. Like, Although obviously he wasn't cast in whatever. Yeah, but I mean he is trying to get away. Like he's been trying to get away ever since. Like there's a chance that he gets away with his dad. But this show is not that happy for everyone just to get away. Somebody has to die. <laughs> like this is still the no. Gilligan verse. Like this is still New Mexico. Somebody should. Somebody should die. Yeah. Um, Lalo, Lalo can't survive. Lalo has to die one way or the other, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Lalo dies. The fact that Gus is still running things and breaking that. Yeah indicates to me that Lalo probably you know I think we need to we need to mention the the best dressed man in all of Albuquerque Mr. Howard Hamlin what will be <laughs> what will be his faith um, um I think he lives yeah I mean we never hear Hitchit I mean I guess there's no reason to hear HHM in, in yeah. Breaking Bad because like Walt is not dealing with those kind of lawyers um yeah. I wonder if we would even I see think Howard lives yeah I think he would live I don't think he's involved I I'm surprised we didn't see him again if we've seen the last of Howard Hamlin and his incredible... No, we definitely... We're going to see him in season six for sure. Oh, did you, was he in the trailer? Yeah, not in the trailer. Like, the, they had the whole thing, like, where Kim and Jimmy were talking. In okay, let's, so, let's talk about that. Uh, so we think that is really, that's what's really going ahead. I think they're going to try. Yeah, they're going to... They're, yeah, they're yeah. going to fuck him over. I think they're definitely going to try to. I don't know how. 
Okay, that's going to segue to my next point. What triggered that decision in, in Kim's mind? Oh, I think when how she came up to her in the court, when she was like, oh, she's doing like public defense. And so she I was, was just like, angry, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, because how come they're like, oh, you don't know Jimmy, it's not good for <laughs> you. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure Jimmy's the one making you do this. She's like, why can't she just do it for herself? Yeah. And she's like, this, this fucking guy, he took made a verdict for me back in the day. She's probably still up forgiving him for mm-hmm. that because when him and Chuck did that and then they sent her to work, you know, as a paralegal doing like the graveyard shift or something for a while. So she, she's probably always had a little bit of resentment for Howard. And that probably tipped her over the edge. But I'm surprised she went that far. It's a, it's a big edge think, to jump from. Like, it's like... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think she had that in her either. I, I know she's been like for like the smaller stuff, the little camp she'd run to Jimmy. But like, even Jimmy was taken aback when she said it. Yeah. Like, like, are you sure you want to do this? But I think they're, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do it. No, no, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense to do it. it makes sense. Actually, because yeah, Howard was in the trailer. Spoiler. So that's why you said it. <laughs> um, like, even even before that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. Kim. Kim Wexler. Okay. Let's just use this period just to talk about Rhea Sion's incredible performance. Uh, she's great. Oh yeah. What kind of operation are you running? Anyway, tell me, because I think I know why you sent him to do this job. It's obvious. You have no one else you can trust. Right? So you sent some lawyer through the desert with your, with your seven million bucks? That I, No offense, but you need to get your house in order. Oh, really? Yeah, really. If you don't trust your men with your money, you have bigger problems than if you trust Saul Goodman. And for the record, he doesn't lie. Not to me, not to his clients. He's telling you the truth. But next time you have a bunch of money and no one you can trust, leave him out of it, okay? Try a, a, a wire transfer, try a, a shell company, or, or you've heard of the Cayman Islands, right? Jesus, get your shit together and stop torturing the one man who went through hell to save your ass. Every line reading, every everything on her face, it's just like, this is just great acting. I don't like, I don't know how to do it yeah. without going into like a whole acting wank fest. But like, it's just, she's just so good on this show. And I, I don't think I cared about the character. I was like, okay, that was just King Wexler. Like, I don't really, know, I don't care about her like the first season or whatever. Like, But like, just by, um, by sheer force of will, you just like, I really like, her performance as yeah. this character. She is she is great. Hopefully she Yeah, um, gets some recognition for it. But yeah, I just like Wasn't she nominated for an Emmy at some point? I don't think yeah. I feel like she... She's never won, I knew that for sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she's nominated because that's that's like one of the things that people keep complaining about. I mean, hopefully they get some love in their final season. I mean Bobodaka has never won, so hopefully he wins as well. Yeah. I mean it's just the whole cast is mm-hmm. It's just top Just notch. really good. Um, yeah, like there's there's not a single dud in there. I never I never watch any episode and I'm like, oh, this person is acting. It's just it's just the characters and like. Yeah, I mean, even Michael Michael Mando as as a, as Nacho, who like I know Baba and I we watched him in Orphan Black all those years ago, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's just like a fun character in Orphan Black, and then he comes here and he's just like really yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, intense. Yeah. Yeah, I think other guys are great, but like, yeah, like you said, Kim, 
Like, let's go like Kim. See, I'm glad like Kim in my head. She's just so good at Kim Wexler. Like, yeah. to me, she's just Kim yeah. Wexler. Like, she'll Kim always Wexler. be Kim Wexler. No matter what I see her in, like, she'll always just be Kim yeah. Wexler. She's just really, really... She wasn't in anything big before. Yeah, I don't. I think this like, is, like, her big... This yeah. was definitely her biggest thing before. Like, she's been working for years. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know, like, um... But this is, like, her first big thing. And, yeah. I don't know, like, just, just jumping up on this, I think her and Jimmy's relationship is one of my favorite on-screen relationships. Like, there's just something about it that you can really believe that they've been friends for years, mm-hmm. that they have something romantic. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you mm-hmm. you even see them kiss. I think you do at one point, maybe, but it's just yeah. they're so believable, like, as a team. Mm-hmm. And, like, they have such great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. No, it's just definitely one of the most believable relationships that I've seen on screen yeah. ever. And it's just so well done. And it's weird because, I mean, as deluded as we were at the time, a lot of people did not like Skylar's character. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone back to rewatch the show and find out that we were very wrong in not liking Skylar's character because... Oh, yeah. It was completely justified. <laughs> yeah, it was very sexist, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's like, she's fine. She just wants, doesn't want her family to be involved in drug crimes. It's a very logical <laughs> explanation. Yeah. But I we're mean, like, oh, no, Skylar White is, is trying to hurt Walter. Like, let's, let, let's calm down. <laughs> She she deals with a lot on that show. Oh, Skylar. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about it? It's a terrible, terrible person. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's just interesting that, like, that was the reaction to, to Skylar. But, like, that's not the reaction to Kim at all. Kim is just, everyone likes Kim. And I, I don't know, don't have the energy or the, or the time to really investigate the differences and why people react like that. But it's just interesting, like, that. She will call Jimmy on his bullshit. And Jimmy also does some terrible yeah. things to her by backstabbing her in some instances. But she's also like up for a, yeah. a cheeky like con at the pool or something. So, yeah. I love that yeah. aspect when they do like the little cons. Mm-hmm. The little cons together, you know. I love, I love when those two go off the rails yeah. a little bit. It's just so fun to watch them, yeah. If they do work together on this like Howard con, that would be very fun to watch. Yeah. I think they're definitely going to do that. And I think, yeah, I think that that's I think that's one of the differences between Kim and Skylar. I think Kim is. What has Howard done wrong, though? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> he's such a solid guy. <laughs> like when you watch season one, like yeah, sure, you're supposed to hate him, but then like, I mean, his biggest sin is that he's condescending. That's his biggest crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. condescending. But if you wore that suit, you would. You would actually, and if you had that head of hair, like the, the hair and the suit. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's no other way. There's. No I, other I think Jimmy, way. but Jimmy says, Jimmy is like, well, like we can't do this. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do anything to deserve something like. Like it's one thing to put like Nair in his shampoo, but it's another thing to like destroy his career. That's a bit like. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, Kim is. Yeah. Kim has a, a hard set on it, so that's interesting. Yeah, Kim is out to get her. Uh, yeah, it's like, is there a need to talk about Chuck? Do we need to talk about Chuck? Oh, yeah. If we don't talk about Chuck, oh, yeah, for sure. this would be a sin. <laughs> okay, I didn't, because, have, I didn't yeah. have Chuck on my nose, but let's talk about Chuck. Go ahead, Chris. You lead conversation on Chuck. He, he covered his tracks. He got that idiot at the copy shop to lie for him. Mr. McGill, please, you don't have to go. You think this is something? You think this is bad? This, this chicanery? He's done worse. That's Billboard. Are you telling me that a man just happens to fall like that? No, he orchestrated it. Jimmy, he defecated through a sunroof. And I saved him. 
I shouldn't have. I took him into my own firm. What was I thinking? He'll never change. He'll never change ever since he was nine. Always the same. Couldn't keep his hands out of the cash drawer. But not our Jimmy. Couldn't be precious Jimmy. Stealing them blind. And he gets to be a lawyer? What a sick joke. I should have stopped him when I had the chance. Number one, Michael McKean is such a great actor. Oh, 100%. And, oh, yeah. he, he yeah. kills it, Chuck. And the spoilers, obviously, I was, I was worried when he died. Because I was like... That the show would drop off? Yeah, because mm. that tension between Jimmy and Chuck and yeah. that relationship of the two siblings is such a vital part of the show. Mm-hmm. I remember when like the whole thing, the reveal happened that Howard was like, actually liked Jimmy and it was yeah. Chuck. Chuck, that was. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was, I was shocked because like, I knew like there was something wrong with Chuck and like, but I thought like their relationship was like how Jimmy looks up to Chuck and everything. It's, it's so good. Um, yeah. Like when you watch them working on the Sandpiper case together, like it's just so lovely and like, you're like, oh, this is so wholesome. Yeah. But then you realize that it's just, Chuck being a bastard, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, Jimmy would just want just the younger brother who wanted his older brother's, like, approval. Yeah. Just um, wanted his approval or respect. And he goes to, I can't, I can't remember if it was night school or community college that he went to. Night school, I mean, Chuck still doesn't respect it. It's like university, university of American Samoa. That's where he went. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I want Chuck. Uh, their relationship is, like, amazing for like the whole show just watching mm-hmm. the whole like evolution and like the flashbacks the, the scene where like yeah. he passes the bar and Chuck is trying to leave and Jim gets into the karaoke and then Chuck they're singing it together and Chuck kind of like smashes the mic and starts singing it which is kind of the whole relationship the whole dynamic of the relationship yeah. kind of explain and then when their their mother died um, that scene when they're both at the hospital that was incredible because like Jim is like oh you want something to eat like no 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 and then he goes, and then as the mother's dying, she's like saying Jimmy's name. And she's like, no, mom, me, Chuck. Like, mm. like, that's one of my favorite movie tropes, you know, like when you know, someone is dying and they say the wrong yeah. name. I just, <laughs> I just kind of like, and it's always like the way one person's name they say. Okay, but, but like, so let me throw a question at you. That trope, yeah. So let's say, let's use the example the in, in Better Call Saul, yeah. Or Bojack's mother saying, I see you when she's dying, but actually just saying, I see you, as in, Intensive care unit. Which 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 is which you prefer? What do you go for? I, I like the Bojack one better. That's funny as well. The Bojack one gave us an incredible uh, episode of television. Like that free churro episode is incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> is this a crossover episode? <laughs> it is incredible. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. That's to like the two people that will understand that reference. <laughs> um the the chuck Jimmy relationship is very interesting, like as as you guys have already said. I mean, we get or we understand Chuck's point of view is that like Jimmy to him, Jimmy is someone who's just skating through life and everyone likes him, no matter how little he tries, like everyone wants yeah. to love him, everybody wants to like Jimmy always has the attention of the room. Chuck has to work hard and like go to an actual university and succeed and create his firm and everyone wants to respect him. But Jimmy just like can go to night school, University of American Samoa and like everybody's like on his side. Jimmy has all the jokes. Jimmy's charismatic, all that. Well, it's also very interesting from, from Jimmy Stroke Saul's point of view because it explains the chip on his shoulder. Like, he's been trying to prove himself to his brother his entire life. 
So yes, now he's going to prove himself to everyone. Explains why he wears such colorful suits because he wants to like. <laughs> if you're not going to take me seriously, then you're going to look at me like yeah. I'm not going to fade into the background with a black suit or a gray suit. Like I am here, and my brother didn't respect yeah. me, but you guys are going to respect me. I'm going to do the most for the cartel so that the cartel like rates me highly, and I'm a friend of the cartel. I don't want to just do a random like get through nine to five and make a random salary or whatever. Like I have to be. If I'm not going to work at HHM, I'm, I have to be like somebody. It's just, it's a very, yeah, you get, um, it, I mean, I hold my hand up. I should have had Howard in the, <laughs> sorry, Chuck in the, in the outline for this episode. Do you guys remember, because like, this is like when I watch like all the finales, in one of them, I think where he's trying to get the board back on his case when he's like lost his license for a year mm-hmm. and he said he wasn't sincere enough and he posts that uh, secret fundraiser so he donates to like a school and they're trying to choose like the three children to win some awards and he mm-hmm. says they should consider like the shoplifter because mm-hmm. you know people make mistakes and that yeah. doesn't define who they are and all of them and in the end they don't choose her and then he runs to her and he like stops her to tell her mm-hmm. oh they'll never like you you can do this but you have to do it your way and that's literally Jimmy's whole philosophy but yeah. he's mm-hmm. literally shouting it and this guy doesn't have a clue what he's talking about <laughs> yeah, but like the way, like... the way Jimmy talks about like how that's Literally, the whole philosophy is like, sure, you may cut corners, you may bend your rules, you may do all of that, but you're going to do your way and you're going to make them respect you because they're never going to give it to you. Yeah, it's like they're not going to let you into the club. So what you have to do is yeah. create a bigger, louder club right beside their club so that everybody wants to come to your club, not, not their club. Like, yeah. you don't try and beg to enter their club. Yeah. I mean, that scene in the... I can't remember what they were in court for. I think it was... might have been Jimmy's license when he plants the phone on chalk. Yeah. And then they, they have that explosive back and forth. And then I learned the word chicanery in that episode when <laughs> when when Chuck shouted out. I was like, this is just like you said, Michael McKean's an incredible actor. I was just like, this is just really good. And yeah, it's the, the, the words that I said there. I think Chuck's ex wife is in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck. And then he dies and Jimmy has no feelings about it. Literally before Chuck dies, he tells Jimmy that truth is you never really matter that much to me and that, that was so hard to, for, yeah. for jimmy to hear i was like yeah. when chuck said i was like god damn it chuck man guys <laughs> like that's just harsh man like come on man chuck like, was, chuck was in, bad chuck was like bad. Oh, yeah. he's been in an accident jimmy's like oh life is short like, trying to make amends with people you care about and chuck is just like i don't give it i don't care about you man like bruh their relationship is something else but you do understand why why i think it's it's very good like the good thing about the show is that even though everyone does terrible decisions, you do know why they're doing it and you understand. Like like you said, my colleague Chuck pretty much did everything right in his life and everyone still likes Jimmy. <laughs> and it's all about Jimmy. And of course Chuck is going to have resentment against that. Yeah. And it's very understandable. It's just very, yeah, very well done. Yeah. But what's the point of all the sad faces and the gnashing of teeth? If you're not going to change your behavior, and you won't, I can why not just skip the whole exercise? In the end, you're going to hurt everyone around you. You can't help it. So stop apologizing and accept it. Embrace it. Frankly, I'd have more respect for you if you did. What about you, Chuck? You didn't do anything wrong? You're just an innocent victim? Let me put your mind at ease, Jimmy. You don't have to make up with me. We don't have to understand each other. 
Things are fine the way they are. Hey. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But the truth is, you've never mattered all that much to me. Well, I, well, well question. What happened to Chuck? Like, what tipped him over the edge in that final season? Because she was doing was doing really well. He wasn't really doing his own electricity thing. Like, it seemed like he would kind of recovered. He was doing everything. Maybe he was just tired. Like, I think that kind of disease is so it's so straight for someone like Chuck, who obviously rates his mind so highly, mm-hmm. because he believes. 100% that it's not a mind thing, that it's actually a physical thing. But everyone else is like, look, it has to be yeah. in your mind. Yeah. So it must be so frustrating to him because like, no, my mind is still so sharp and this is not my is a mental thing. It's actually my body and no one wants to believe him and then he has to live his life with foil over his... <laughs> the, space, like, the space blanket. The space blanket. <laughs> oh my God. So something else came... So, huh. So in the Bagman episode, when Saul and Mike are in the desert yeah. because they have to walk, yeah. Yeah. Right. At night, Mike gives him, a, like you guys said, the space blanket. It's like kind of like a foil yeah. thing to keep warm because Mike has two. But Jimmy says no. Jimmy's like, no, I don't. I don't want one. I'm fine. That's so good. <laughs> and I'm just thinking now, like that. That could have been because, like, Chuck. it reminded yeah, him yeah, of, yeah, his, yeah. of Chuck. That, and, like, never like, crossed my mind. Yeah. That's denial. Yeah, that's obviously. It, it just yeah. came to my mind now. Just like, wow. <laughs> Jesus, right? I mean, this show. <laughs> I didn't even think of all that. Talk about that episode. That was a great episode. I think that that puts a lot of context for like yeah. Paul's and Mike's relationship, like Breaking Bad. I mean, them guys walked through a desert together, mm-hmm. like without killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Mike watched watched um, Saul drink his own pee. Like <laughs> you don't you don't come back from that without being yeah. best friends. <laughs> okay, guys, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> I, I hope you guys are ready. Come on. Normally, I do this on this podcast, and like I come up with it like a very low stakes question, but it's actually quite a high stakes question. Okay. Is better call so better than Breaking Bad? I knew this was coming. It had to come, right? It <laughs> I, had to come I, I, at some point. Happened, I knew this question was coming. I, when we started, I completely forgot about it. But <laughs> <laughs> is it better than Breaking Bad? We can't say until the season. That, that's my cup of answer. So until the final better, season. Is it, is it better, right? Yeah. So if it lands the ending, if it sticks the ending, which, let's be honest, is most likely going to, if it sticks the ending, would it be better than Breaking Bad? I think it could be, you know. But I think it's kind of a film Breaking Bad because it's kind of, Breaking Bad has already done a lot of the story building in terms of like, it is, it's you know, it's hanging on Breaking Bad shoulders. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, Breaking Bad shoulders. So it's kind of unfair to say that. Um, but I, yeah, right, at this point, right now, I think I think it might. I mean, maybe I need to watch <laughs> Breaking Bad, but you know, I, I, I think it might be. I, I can run that agenda. It's not. I think it's not the worst thing in the world. Not far fetched. Yeah, it's not that far fetched. Because what, what, what do you say quickly? I feel like you're hundred percent no. No, 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 no. I think they're they could be on par, but they're they're so different. Even though they're in the same universe, they're such different shows. They are so different shows, but also are. so are so are Breaking Bad and Sopranos. What, what people still like compare them, so we can't we can't do this anyway. Because like, look, if we, okay. we want to go down there, I recently rewatched Sopranos, and I was I was always like, I think Breaking Bad is the best one, but ah, Sopranos is just <laughs> oh. Yeah. But that's all finishes. It will have done more episodes than Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad did sixty two. Yeah. It's about to do sixty three. Yeah. Um, it's fair to say that we can't make a decision until until Better Call Saul yeah. finishes. Yeah. But I also think there's a thing we tend to do, and 
not the word is not overhyped, not overhyped, but we tend to place either like pioneering shows or even earlier shows or things like that in a different like like an untouchable box. Like this, this shows cannot be touched. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like Sopranos was one of the first. I'm not saying Sopranos is not good. That's what I'm trying to say. But Sopranos was one of the first shows to actually bring like film quality to TV. Yeah, and then it yeah. was good. So like you take a different level. Like the why I was one of the first shows to have this kind of like multi-layered storytelling yeah. and everything. It was again, it was good. It's a different level. Breaking Bad, all those things. So it feels like for a show to come in and be better than this show, it has to be like on average, actually like ten times better. If that makes any sense, like yeah, sorry, I mean. the skills are different. Yeah, exactly. That's it. The skills, the skills are different. Like it is possible to make the argument a better concept, a better show, but just in terms of how we think of it and how we. And context of society and just how we rate it it's probably like you will never better Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad just did so much and pioneered and stuff like that yeah. but I would not insult anyone that made the argument that's what I'm trying to say yeah yeah. people are like oh no that's blasphemy I'm like no it's not it's not blasphemy <laughs> it's like we can have the argument if we want to have the discussion yeah it's an argument I can, it's an argument I can get behind you know I, I, don't, I don't think it's too far-fetched you know they're both very excellent mm. shows, you know. They are both very excellent shows. I think at that point, like detail and personal preference, then what you like. Yeah. You know? That's what I think is wild to me. Like, people that, that are big fans of Breaking Bad that aren't watching Better Call Saul. I know we said yeah. that at the start, but like, it's like, it's like the easiest show you can watch if you're like a Breaking Bad fan. I'm not that surprised because if you go and think, expect to see more Breaking Bad, the first season surprises you. You think so? Because, yeah. well, it's definitely funnier than Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because Saul is a funnier character. True. And it then doesn't, it doesn't deal with only drugs. Like, Breaking Bad was just the drug dealing and everything, right? Better Call Saul is dealing a lot with, like, legal stuff. Like, he doesn't, like, <laughs> yeah. God doesn't appear to, what, season three? Yeah, or think, maybe yeah. four? There's no drug stuff. Okay, no, there, there is because Mike is dealing. But it's not as, yeah. it's not as prominent no, with yeah, Mike yeah, and Nacho. Yeah. Like, it's not like, Saul doesn't get involved in the drug thing until quite late in the run. And then if that's what you came in looking for, you could be, you could lose track. Which is why I think, like I said, season two was, I remember watching, I was like, ah, this is a bit difficult for me. I still got through it and I'm, thank God I did. And actually, I was never going to stop. Let me not like, I was never going to stop. I've stayed with worse shows. <laughs> so that, that was never going to happen. But like, it's just like. <laughs> what are some worse shows that you've stayed with? Oof. Baba and I watched The Walking Dead to like season 10. Oh, oh why? <laughs> <laughs> way longer, way longer than we still have. I, I don't, I think Walking Dead is finishing. The end then. I think it ends this year. I, I don't know. <laughs> is it still going? Is that show still going? I think The Walking Dead is about to finish, and I think it's oh like in his last God. leg, like last run or something. So, so the blacklist is still good. Nah, I, I blacklist I, I, has been renewed for another season. So, like, yeah, no. So I've watched some <laughs> shows way longer than I should have. Oh no! But yeah, We're not it's like do a I don't. Dead episode, uh, we can do it after the finale. I'm just let's just go in and watch the final episode. Like no context over the last year and a half or two years. <laughs> I don't want to watch. I just like, no, just like, like who, are, who are these characters? Fun. I mean, we could do a live episode, eh, Baba. Well, the, the Walking Dead finale. With no I mean, that might, that might be an episode idea, right? Live on the podcast. Yeah, we'll do a live episode watching the Walking Dead finale. Like, who are these characters? And <laughs> where are the characters I like? Um, okay, so any... Before we, I think, we've, before we round up, any final points you guys want to bring out that we've not spoken about? Oh, yeah. The cinematography of that show. We, we haven't mentioned that. Like... How it's shot. Like every every shot is a painting in that show. So, and I, I think that goes back to what I was saying about it being so intricately like like set up. Like, yeah. like the directing is so good. Because I remember watching, I think it was, again, the Bagman episode. And there was a shot, obviously they're in the desert. And I was just like, 
Because Vince, Vince, Vince Gilligan directed that episode, like, he just must really love being in the desert. Because <laughs> Camino was also just so beautiful. Like, there's some shots in Camino that was like, yeah. He just makes the desert look so beautiful. And, like, yeah, yeah the cinematography, like, it's not like. You're right, we didn't mention it, but I think we didn't mention it because we all just, like, took it for granted. <laughs> and it's it's never too distracting. It's never, like, it just, it balances that out. That, like, it's not, like, in your face there, but you're watching it, and it's like, oh, this is such a beautiful shot, and it's telling so much. It's telling so much. Yeah. I was, like, just going back to season one, when when Jimmy, like, after, I think he goes to Ham HHM the first time. He tries to get, like, uh, Chuck's, payout or whatever and mm-hmm. then uh hamlin is like nah nah mate leave um and then you have that like it's a little zoom out shot of like saul um getting off the elevator in the basement as the camera just pulling back and you see saul like beating the trash can like kicking it and like little details where you see the trash can has already been kicked oh i remember that i actually remember that now yeah, 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 yeah so like stuff like that and then the, the camera keeps pulling out and then it's kim it's, that's how Kim is Kim is revealed as yeah. you've seen Kim before in the the border, but like this is the first mm-hmm. time you've seen them. Like oh, there's something between these characters, and it's so, like it's just so well shot. Oh, by the way, guys, um, Chris is a director. In case you didn't catch on to that in the last thirty, 30 second monologue, like <laughs> he's a filmmaker. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I definitely like agree. I like. I know how we said like no shows do montage better than the Gilligan verse. Yeah. yeah. I think no other, no shows do beginning of episodes better than the Gilligan verse. Yeah. How an episode just starts with either with music or with just cutting and just like, ah, oh, again. Yeah. It always keeps you wondering. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. Yeah. I like that in the show where you're like, it keeps you hooked. The characters are doing something like, for example, that scene where... I'm just referring a lot of season one because it's the one I've been rewatching. I I failed yeah. in my mission to rewatch the whole show before talking about it. <laughs> you and, and I, uh, I completely failed, and I apologize. Um, but is that that shot where Jimmy's gonna call the the really the, the helicopter parents who are like go camping with the kids, and they're like the kids, yeah, are like, oh, yeah. Why are you my parents? This is so weird. <laughs> um, but like he like he goes to call them, and you see like you see Jimmy like unroll a whole roll of like kitchen towel and like grabbing some stuff and like the whole time you're like what's he doing what's happening and mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in this show and in breaking bad as well and in camino mm-hmm. where it just keeps you on your toes doesn't it and it's it's just great 100 percent. because the only way I can't, i'm trying to compare it because like succession they do setting up very well as well but because obviously because of the show the show is about rich people their setups are always very big and like operatic and like yeah. with music and like people setting up for like conferences or whatever. But Breaking Bad and Better Call so their setups are very this is a pen this is a pencil this paper this like an eraser like it's just very like, like what is happening yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. focused on the actual thing if that makes sense and yeah. it's just yeah. What is your favorite Gilligan montage? Like Breaking Bad and Better uh, Call Saul. It's a tough one. That's, I can't, that's impossible first of all but it would be something no, I'll tell you what Oh, you have one? Okay, well, go ahead. Rewatching. No, it's probably not my best. No. I probably forgot it all. But when I was rewatching all the finale, I think it's season three, where, like, Jimmy goes back home to run scams with, like, his best mate, you know, in the bar. And then they run oh, a scam about the yeah. uh, wrong side of their coin. 
and then they just go on a scamming spree and then they're just saying oh I, they're just doing like it's like a scamming montage where they keep saying oh i have a secret from she can't tell everyone and it's like panning yeah. from different scams and oh i love that one so much but by the way you say when these guys do montages i was like yeah man yeah, yeah i love every montage in breaking bad about them making meth yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah every yeah. cooking meth <laughs> montage in breaking bad is incredible <laughs> yeah yeah any other points we've not touched on Cinematography, that was a good shout, Chris. We should have. I mean, look, Bobby, every, everything, this show is like, you can't be one of the best on TV if every department is not working at the top of your game. So yeah. let me just put that yeah, idea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> writing, cinematography, sound, music, all that is just good. Like, let, let, me, just, let me just make sure that's clear. Can I just say, when I watch Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and the Salamancas are cooking Mexican food, it always makes me really hungry. Like, Say what you will about Tuco, but he, he makes a meal enchilada. I'm sure about it. Like, you see him doing it, you're like, ooh, those huevos rancheros from Tuco. Salamanca's, they really do love to cook, though. Even Gus as well, chicken man. Like, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Oh, I would love yeah. to have, like, a pollos hermanos. Like, yeah, I wonder what oh, that, that chicken looks so good <laughs> every time. Um, this show is airing with a two-episode premiere next week. Nice. So. I can't believe it's next week already. We're going to try and cover it weekly and then I'll probably have both of you back at the finale. I'm up for that. Yeah. Uh, that should be fun. That should be interesting. Better call Saul, one of the best shows on TV. What if we're really disappointed? Um, that would be, that would be tough. <laughs> that would be tough. I'll be, I'll be hard to digest. That would be tough. Could... But I mentioned this, I mentioned this on, I think when I talk about Atlanta, that I feel like there are a few shows that just like... You can't be bad. I need to watch that show. Like, I guess you can disappoint if you're expecting a particular ending and the ending disappoints you. But like, again, I mean, I guess Game of Thrones was was in that area and then they did what they did. So like, maybe no show is exactly. is above yeah, not, being not bad. If, if Game of Thrones, like, to be fair about GSTV, kind of saw it coming. Like, from like, that final. Yeah. I mean, Baba, you and I watched The Good Wife and at season five and season six, we didn't see it coming and then, Season yeah. seven happened. We're like, what just happened? So maybe no show is above above. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, you you sounding pretty confident. That's why when you ask for the comparison, I'm like, yeah, we gotta see how it ends. You know, like I trust, yeah, I, I trust them a lot, but like. But I think I think there's a, I think there's like a there's a level of fear, accountability. Like you know, as better also that you have to kind of like people are looking at you. They're looking at you like because you you did Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. They've already done, like, the whole show is just, they've gotten so much right that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. like, and to such a high level. Like, they yeah. got so much right yeah. to such a high level. Like, that kind of drop would be so, like, Game no, of Thrones, yeah, as much as we like loved them. it, there were points that like Game of Thrones were stupid. Yeah. Just like, other parts were just better just than we, the stupid parts. So, like, talking about Game of Thrones? It's just, <laughs> yes, it, it, hurt, it hurts so it just, much every time. It's been three <laughs> years, and it just still stings. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, guys, if there's nothing else, I think it's a good point to end the episode. What do you guys think? Do you have anything you want to shout out quickly? Watch Better Call Saul, um, if you haven't. Yeah. And if for some reason you stuck around listening to all these spoilers. Yeah, like, fair enough? <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much for coming to this episode to talk about Better Call Saul with me. Thank Both you. made your debuts. Two glowing performances, hopefully glowing reviews as well. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Yeah. Brian. No problem. This is what the podcast is about. Talk about TV shows and movies that we all love. Yeah, so guys that are still listening, thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. Share it with people that like 
TV shows and we might have terrible opinions and they want to hear them and insult us. That's fine. We are open to feedback. <laughs> we just might not reply. You. But for now, yeah, thank you to my guests, Baba and Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you to my regular co-host, Obira, who's going to finish his exam soon, hopefully, and join me on the Better Corso recaps. And obviously, shout out to our producers, Ibuka Namani and social producer, Chinedo Herji. Um, guys, yeah, join us next week and we'll start covering Better Call Saul weekly. We're still covering Atlanta and Moonlight. So guys, join us next week and we'll be joined by the incredible Oscar and BAFTA winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Chris, you know it's not visual media, right? Well, bye, <laughs> bye then. <laughs> <laughs>